Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 64th episode of Talk Direction. Now, Kara has finally moved to her school, back to school in Boston. How is that going for you, Kara? Um, It's kind of crazy because this is my first time having my own apartment as opposed to being in a dorm. Um, I mean, I have a roommate or like a flatmate, I guess, because it's weird that like um, American English doesn't have a word for like someone who's living in the same apartment as yeah. you. I guess it's just roommate, but like you're not in the same room. It's so annoying because right. it's like I know I say the- like housemates because I'm in a, like a semi house, but yeah, like- but mine's an apartment, so I, like like right. because like British English you can say flatmate. That makes right. so much more sense. So. And flat is such a cool word too. Like why don't we use that? It's way better than apartment. Like a yeah. flat just seems yeah. like so modern. I don't know. I know. I love it. It's very. It does sound very modern, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Um, as I talked about, I think in last episode, we, like, accidentally wrote down, like, the wrong number on the lease, so we got an apartment that we didn't want as our number one, which is fine, like, it's an okay apartment, but, like, when we got here, like, to be honest, like, it's definitely a lot, lot smaller than the one we wanted, um, like, my room's about three times as, like, smaller than the other one, um, and it's kind of frustrating because they were supposed to have cleaned it already, or, like, we already called them, like, twice to have them clean it because they were supposed to clean it, but... Um, everything's, like, coated in dirt and dust right now, and, like, we've already scrubbed a lot of it. Like, seriously, all, like, I have blinds on my windows, um, and it's actually quite nice because I have three windows in my room, so I get a lot of natural sunlight, but the thing is, every single blind is, like, coated in dirt and dust, so it's, like, all, like, just brown, basically. Not brown, but, like, it's just, like, it's so gross. Like, and trying to clean blinds, like, I don't know if you ever tried to clean them, one by one is the most tedious task of life, especially when they're as gross as they are. And, like, I only was able to do, like, 20 blinds, and it took me so long. So that's why some of my friends are coming over later, and um, they said they'll help me because this room is pretty gross. And I just feel like um, the first night I walked around in here, my feet were completely covered in dirt and dust. Yeah. But even though you couldn't even see it on the ground, so it's just like the kind of thing where like, I never feel clean in this apartment. Right. I feel like I need oh, to like bleach down everything. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. I felt that way when I first moved into my dorm, like in freshman year. But that was like mm-hmm. different. I feel like because it was mm-hmm. actually clean. It was just like a new setting. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I think that like with decoration and with, like definitely with cleaning, this place can be a nice mm-hmm. little nice little place like our um neighborhood's pretty cool like there's a bunch of different places because it's like a college um town basically uh it's mm-hmm. like where all the college kids live so there's a bunch of cool like cafes and like restaurants and bars and that stuff sounds to go fun to. yeah yeah i know like it takes a while to get things together and then like feel like more homey rather than yeah. just sort of like you've just moved in somewhere random yeah definitely it's weird but you'll but I, get it yeah. there i'm excited to like get to know my apartment better like you know what like I don't know if this makes sense, but I've always wanted to have an apartment that's like, oh, you have to like, you know, jing- jiggle like the doorknob to like yes! get that to work and stuff. Like I love yeah. those kind of things. Uh-huh. And like I can't wait to know all the like nooks and crannies of my apartment and just like mm-hmm. have little like special things about this apartment mm-hmm. that like you have to like do certain things to make other things work. I just like, I'm kind of, I just love that. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds very magical. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so then I wanted to talk about an announcement. Yep. Um, oh my god, there's a someone mowing their lawn, like, outside my window. I know my mic is picking up on it. I don't uh, know if you can hear it, Kara. I mean, I have a busy street and an air conditioner going, so there's gonna be so many sounds. Okay. Well, sorry, listeners, that's that, like, mowing sound in the background. Um, but we, Kara and I, sort of briefly talked about this um, last week, not on the episode, but after we finished the episode, about like somehow rejuvenating talk direction, making it more fresh, making it new because it has been over a year. Um, and I think like, not that we're bored of it at all, but like it just can get, if we keep doing the same things, it can get a little bit tiresome. I don't know how it is for the listeners. Do you have an idea to say it well, Kara? Um, I don't know. I just feel like everything could always use like a, like, you know, we could shake it up every once in a while. Exactly. So no one gets like burnt out on it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking to do, pretty much. Um, we, and obviously we want to keep the listeners involved in that. Um, so we're looking for new ways to spice up talk direction, either like the format of the show or like getting more listener participation. I know we talked about, um, doing some more like in-depth discussions rather than just sort of like the easier ones, which are like song analyses and things that mm-hmm. are easier for us to do, but rather go into some of the things we used to do when um, we would talk about like feminism in one direction and like create like really big in-depth planning episodes that took a lot, but like they ended yeah. up being really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might put out a survey monkey at some point asking for ideas or suggestions or anything like that um from the listeners which would be awesome if you guys filled it out um i'll have it on our twitter which is at talk underscore direction but if it's not out by this episode i'll mention it on next episode too um or i probably will anyway um but yeah so if you guys have anything you can tweet us or fill out a survey or whatever Um, and also yeah or email us um at uh, talkdirection at gmail.com um, we're also both back at school now this semester and trying to figure out what will be the day that we record and what will be the day that we post the episodes. So that's going to be a bit up in the air until yeah. we figure out like what our schedule is. So just like bear with us as mm-hmm. um, for these next couple of weeks as we're trying to figure out when we're both available to do things. Um, and that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else to add, Kara? Um, no, I'm just excited to see like what our ideas are and like what listeners' ideas are mm-hmm. and just see where it goes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into this episode. I feel like it's an exciting episode because there's a lot of, like, new stuff that's come at us recently. Um, sometimes mm. we get into a lull with One Direction not, you know, One Direction being on hiatus, but I feel like we've gotten a lot of new stuff. Um, and the first thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> was something we've mentioned before, but we've gotten a lot of new pictures this past week of Harry's haircut. Um, mm. And literally... I just, I feel like my love for him has been reborn, and, like, I don't know, and I feel like other people are saying this, too, like, they just, there was one tweet I read today, I forget whose it was, I'm gonna try to look for it, but, like, it, I just feel like we've seen, now we're really getting to see what his haircut looks like, and, like, what it's doing, and I put some pictures here on the dock that we're using, and it's just, like, fluffy and all over the place, and it, it just, like, recreates him a bit as a person. I don't know. I just have a lot of feelings and I wanted to talk about them. Um, Kara, how do you feel about his hair? 
Um, I feel like he hasn't learned how to style it, so it's just, like, flopping around, but I kind of love it. Like, I love video, that it's doing it's that! literally just, like, it has a mind of its own. It's like someone <laughs> plopped, like, a like a brown octopus on his head and just kind of, like, wiggling around. Um, also, I feel like that might be the reason why he's, like, wearing sunglasses all the time, because that's, like, kind of gets you out of styling your hair when you just, like, push it back. Um, right. I feel like I haven't had the, the full, like, on um, transformation of, like... I don't even know, like, my rebornness of loving him or loving his hair. I think I definitely still prefer, like, the long hair, and I still think I'm still in mourning over that, so I think I might mm-hmm. have to wait a little bit to really, you know, mm-hmm. get the full effect. But, I mean, we certainly haven't gotten, like, GQ pictures, like, yeah. in a magazine, like, GQ magazine, which we heard rumor of, but, like, I I don't know. I'm just feeling like he's, like, this little fluffernutter with his hair right now, <laughs> and I'm really loving it. Um, I found the tweet that I said, it, uh, mm-hmm. that I talked about. It's from The Harry News, which is an awesome Harry Updates Twitter. Um, and they said, Harry is so effortlessly beautiful. He is out there with his short hair looking more radiant than ever. I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> and I just really related to that. Uh, so I wanted to talk about his hair again. <laughs> um, but besides that, oh, also there was this picture of Louis's hair that I found, um, well, a fan picture of Louis, and his hair literally looks like fetus Louis. Um, what is did you doing? see this one? I mean, not I, until I just saw it in the dock. Whoa. It, he looks like it's from back in 2012 or something, but it's a new picture, so. This is wild. It's very wild. Because um, he but, has no facial hair. Like, I, I mean, know. you can see, like, a five o'clock shadow, so that's why you know it's, like, not a new, like, a really yeah. old picture. Um... This is weird, though. I'm like, it's kind of tripping me out. I know. Well, yeah, so I just wanted to add that. But the um, reason that we're getting a lot of more pictures of Harry with people is because Dunkirk has wrapped filming, which means he was taking pictures with a lot of the cast and crew. Um, But he's no longer going to be working on that for a while, I suppose, until, like, promo for the movie comes out. Um, And we got this one picture from the costume designer Krista Gugia. Gugia, Gugia, um, who posted a photo on Instagram of her and another person on set with the caption. And that's a wrap on Dunkirk. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to work with this true class act. Seven long, crazy months, and I can't wait to see the final product. Um, and Harry's looking lush. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it seems like Dunkirk's over, which is weird because like that's all we've had from Harry and like that's what we sort of latched on to. Um, in this hiatus, which was really great for us, but now that that's over, what are we going to have, you know? I don't know, because it's weird. Um, I saw on Twitter that there were rumors that the next, like, the actual trailer for Dunkirk is going to come out in December, which means, like, we're literally going to have to wait months, like, an entire semester to get the... (sighs) So, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I feel like Harry's not the kind of guy who, like, can just be doing nothing for four months, right. so yeah. we'll see, like, what's happening. Maybe he's going to be in the studio, so we probably won't get anything, Hopefully. but, like, maybe we'll yeah. see him, like, walking to the studio, and we'll still, <laughs> yeah. we'll still have something. Yeah, we'll have something to talk about. We'll just talk about hair updates every yes. month. <laughs> um, but now that that's over, Carol, what do you think he should do next? I put up a Twitter poll yesterday, too. Um, asking our listeners this, and I gave the choices of more movies, TV shows, a solo album, and local fruit stand man. Oh my god. 
And 60% said solo album. Mm-hmm. 4% said TV show. Mm-hmm. 0% said more movies. And 36% said local fruit stand man. I love our listeners. <laughs> So what do you think he should do next? If you could choose, what would you want to see him do? I think I would want to see him do, I want, I want his solo album next. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I'd love to see like where, like how he does in this movie, but like, I don't know. But then like, there's always the thing of, should he keep up the momentum going and just like keep on furthering his acting career? Like while it's like hot and like, it's like fresh off the presses or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, like selfishly for myself, I want him to do a solo album. Um, I feel like, I don't think he'd go to TV if like he's, he's going straight to a Christopher Nolan film. I don't think he's going to like backtrack to TV. Like I love TV so much, but sometimes it's usually like a kind of a front, like a first step before you go to movies Mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Um, so, I mean, my vote is for solo, um, music. What about you? Me too. I mm-hmm. definitely think, um, music is what I would want. I don't know, again, what he'll do based on, like, get the momentum rolling and the acting thing. Yeah. But, like, if, I mean, he could potentially have another role lined up and be doing that in the next couple months. That's but I would definitely true. prefer him to be working on music, because I think we mentioned this a while ago, music seems almost more long-lasting than a movie, yeah. where you can mm-hmm. watch it. Like, you can watch a movie more than once, but music sort of, like, lives with you. Yeah. Um, and maybe for, like, film buffs, so do movies, but for me, music so much more. Yeah, because um, it's not like you can, like, really, like, I mean, I guess you could put um, the movie on your, like, cell phone and take it around with you, but <laughs> not really, you know? <clears throat> not in the same way. Yeah. Um, and it's just... And and, so, and also, music is something we've seen with Harry so much. I want to see what he does with it alone. You exactly. Know? Yeah. It's not like we've it's not like we've been watching Harry in a TV show, and now we get to see him in another. Like we we know Harry for music, so I want to see how he matures and develops with his own music. Yeah. Um. And then speaking of that, the Red Hot Chili Peppers member Anthony Kiedis, Kiedis, don't know. Um, said that the, um, their band has a whole bunch of songs, like 20 or 30 songs that didn't make their album. Um, and that he has songs that he would like to give to young Harry. Um, <laughs> and at first when I read this quote, I was very confused. I was like, he wants to go back in time and like give fetus Harry his oh songs. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But then I realized he just meant like Harold as in young Harold. When I, I was know. scanning this doc, I thought that you meant that they had a song that didn't make it into Dunkirk. And I'm just like, <laughs> why would Red Hot Chili Peppers have a song in Dunkirk? Like just imagine like, what is that californication or like i don't even yeah. remember their i don't even really know their song just like <laughs> playing in this background of like a world war ii battle scene like well we both definitely screwed up our interpretation of this <laughs> in many wonderful ways yeah um but that also like brings the idea of who who's harry gonna take music from like his own or and i i know we're not doing a harry solo music uh, discussion <laughs> We but always like, kind of are, though. I know, real. we kind of always are. But would you want him to be taking songs from, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or no? No, not really. <laughs> like, I want this, like, I really want this to be, like, all him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my dream. Same. It's, like, literally, like, his heart and soul goes into this album. Same. I don't think it'll be ever something where he's written, he's the only writer yeah, on any no. song. Maybe, perhaps, one, but I still don't think so. Perhaps, probably more further down the line. Yeah. Um when he's more experienced on that. Um, but even like, 
artists who do who are able to write a full album themselves like collaborations yeah. but i definitely want it to be collaborations where he's doing a a huge of it a mm-hmm. huge of it <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of it um but yeah okay moving on from harold uh uh, Niall is going to be appearing on A League of Their Own. Yes. Which is a British sports-based comedy panel game. Um, and back in 2013, One Direction, i.e. Niall, Harry, and Louis, went on the show. Um, and this was the show that Harry ended up kissing James Corden. Beautiful. And, <laughs> and, and Niall got James's face tattooed on his butt. So there is definitely it was a, a temporary good, tattoo, but still, yes, still <laughs> temporary great. tattoo. Um, but there's definitely a good history here with this show and One Direction. Um, so I'm just super excited about this. Also, wasn't this where like Harry was acting pretty like flirty with some like football player or wrestler or something? It was like Probably. they just had some like cute banter back and forth, and I was just like, wow. I feel like this is one where we need to like do a commentary on it because. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. It would be really fun. Um, and then also, I feel like Niall was on some other show. I couldn't place it. <laughs> I couldn't find it. But I feel like he did something just himself on some sports show or something. I don't remember, hmm. though. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about this. And on this one, it's also going to be James Corden, Nick Grimshaw, and some other people. Um, and there was a little commercial for it. Because um, it's this is going to be the uh, the opening of... The, uh, season, season 11, episode one. So, um, Niall was in the commercial and it was him and like Nick and James, I think, all doing this really intense shimmy dance, which was awesome, which just like <laughs> made me very excited to see it. I'm just excited to see like Niall kind of be, um, on his own for this. Um, cause then we get to see like how he's gonna be like when he's doing solo stuff. Um, and, like, how he's going to act, like, in interviews by himself. He's a very charismatic guy. Um, and, like, he, you know, he's friends with Nick Grimshaw and James Corden. So it's it's going to be, like, that kind of, like, easy banter, um, which mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see. Uh, it was at Kesha underscore PL who sent us um, the clip um, of Niall on the A League of Our Own. Um, but, so, yeah, I... I'm excited for this, and I also, well, we're going to get into it, but um, this could potentially be, like, stuff going into Niall going solo, because oh, he's yeah. going to be on this, and this is also a way for, like, um, people to promote. It's not only a game show, but, like, if you're going on it, you can talk publicly about whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, and Niall going solo stuff has popped out, which we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, this could be some potential promo, and I'm excited. Very intriguing. I hope he, like, announces something. I hope James probes him and makes him talk. <laughs> James would do that. James, like, we know you've retweeted this podcast before. If you're listening, get on that. <laughs> Actually, it's already been recorded, so. <laughs> okay, you're right. Just the next anyway. time you see him. Yeah, next time. Um, okay, next news story is Zane doing TV, which we discussed um, either last time or the time before that, but we've gotten new news about it. Zane is now teaming up with Dick Wolf, renowned TV producer, for an hour-long boy band drama with NBC. Um, this is called Boys, and it's based on the formation of a very successful boy band, and according to the article or the Hollywood Reporter, it captures all the excitement, competition, and fun, but also takes an inside look at the pressures that come with success. 
and I was just like, hmm, this sounds familiar. Mm, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, so Dick Wolf is this Emmy winner, creator, and executive producer um, of Law & Order, SVU, Chicago Fire, and a whole bunch of other shows. Like, literally, if you go to his Wikipedia, he's done, like, so many different things. Yeah. Um, and he's really talented. Which is a good thing that Zane's working with someone who's, um, so renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think he'll be successful at doing this boy band thing? Um, I mean, he has the background in it. Um, I mean... Like we said when we talked about it the first time, I don't know, like, how much he's going to be doing because a lot of times it's just kind of, um, like, the executive producers can be, um, like, especially when it's, like, a higher-up celebrity, they can kind of just, like, be talking about their own experience and that's, like, so Mm -hmm. then the writers get um, inspiration from that so they don't really have that much say in the actual production of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I don't really know how much he's going to be involved in this, but it's, like... Like, the fact that, like, we now know it's called boys kind of hurts my heart. I don't know. Because it's, like, you know, like, they always called each other the boys. And, like, we called them the boys. And, like, I don't know. It was just, like, a little too close to home for me. Yeah, for sure. It definitely, it's going to be weird watching it. Because, like, who knows what parallels we're going to see. I know. And already see and can predict right now. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. Because... I mean, anything that, like, goes on in this show, people are going to think that it's, like, 100% true from One Direction, mm-hmm. even if they're saying, like, oh, it's just based on Zane's, like, you know, time in a boy band um, mm-hmm. and not directly. But, you know, like, whenever something's based on, everyone just assumes everything's 100% true, right. even though it's it can be very loosely based. So yeah. I'm just, like, worried that, like, that might impact, like, the boys' solo careers. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, just like, they're, they're so like, I don't know. It's just not, it's not just Zane's like life story. He's telling, he's telling like the other four boys as well. That's not mm-hmm. really his boys, boys, other four <laughs> boys life stories as well. So it's not, I don't know, man. I just like hope he's not cutting ties like completely. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. And we don't know. It'll be like, so like you said earlier, we don't know what hand you'll have in like the writing and like the actual story of what happens. Yeah. Um, but people will make the comparisons no matter what. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Sulky, NBC uh, Entertainment president, said, Zane certainly brings an authentic point of view to this world where kids are cap- catapulted into fame at a dizzying speed. On top of our excitement around the creative ideas being discussed, we have a lot of respect for the musical and digital ambitions behind the project. Um, and then Noelle Wolf, which is um, Dick Wolf's wife, and she's one of the executive producers on the show, said, We were intrigued by the synergistic potential that Zane brings to the project. Boys will be a show that's totally integrated on broadcast and digital platforms. Casting and original music will be a ma- will be major components, giving the show promotional potential on multiple levels. Doesn't this sound like the entire thing is just kind of like jargon? Like they just kind of like put a bunch of like producery sounding words together, like synergistic yeah. potential integrated on digital platforms, major it components. Really does. Like it sounds so just like I don't know me trying to pretend I'm a producer. Uh, yeah, it really does sound like that. But what I pull from this, too, is that this is going to be, like, they're going to be making music for it. And I know they compared it to the other NBC show, Smash, which mm-hmm. was based on um, 
Broadway and they had songs throughout it. So it seems like this one is also going to have original music and singing and songs integrated with the story, which like sort of like Glee, you know? Oh God. Um, so I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. But the funny uh, thing is, Zayn didn't like the music that One Direction was making, especially right. probably the earlier albums. So like the yeah. fact that he's going to have to like be on this show where they're going to be probably showing, if they're starting from the beginning, they're going to be like showing the like first, like, you know, the first kind of album. So like very right. pop. So right. I'm just like very confused because he's literally going to be like doing that music all over again. I know he's not going to be like singing it. Probably. He's probably not going to star in it, but, like, he's going to be a part of it where, Mm -hmm. like, he's probably going to have to, like, listen to it and, like, you know, make notes on it or whatever. So, just kind of funny to me. It's very weird. And, like, when are they starting? Are they going to be starting with, like, 15, 16-year-old boys? Or, like, they're going to sort of do something different? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see Mm -hmm. um, when things like casting comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Zane also said, Dick Wolf is a legend and the opportunity to work with him in NBC to create a compelling drama series is awesome. So it seems hmm. like he's like excited about this. Um, and it's compelling drama. So it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a lighthearted thing like Glee. Right. So, I mean, I'm kind of excited about that. Cause like Dick Wolf is like known for like really intense shows. Like Law and Order SVU is not like a, you know, happy go lucky kind of show. Right. Um, so I think that I feel like. I mean, I'm excited to see a gritty show about a boy band. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's just going to be, like, kind of close to home, but at least it'll yeah. give us something to talk about. Yeah, it definitely will. It's We're going to see, hap- we're going to have to see, because I feel like we really have no idea what it's going to be like. Cause I know. Can't, like, boy band and, like, gritty, like, don't seem to go together so easily for me. Um but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, because, like, you would, you think, I don't know. Um, it could be, because it's not like a Disney Channel show, you know, it's like, it's so right. interesting, because I don't think anything like this has kind of been done before, so uh-huh. I hope that they make it really good. Um, I'm glad yeah. they're starting out with, like, you know, Dick Wolf, and not just, like, mm-hmm. some rando, um, mm-hmm. so I'm interested. Yeah, um, we'll definitely keep you guys all updated on this as we find out more information. Mm-hmm. Of course, Simon had to have a say in this project, uh, and he said, nothing surprises me anymore. I do actually believe that when they've got these ideas, bearing in mind where we started, they should actually come to me. Oh my gosh. Um, so Simon was frustrated, I guess, that they didn't come to him about wanting to do, like, executive production on the show rather than Zane. Um, which, I mean, I don't, oh. it depends on what perspective they wanted to get. Yeah, um, I thought that you meant that Zane should have went to him to, like, tell him about it or something. Oh, no. But I guess, like, no, like, okay. Yeah, they thought the, um, whoever was putting this show together should have come to Simon, which kind of makes sense, because, like, he does have a lot of experience with, like, putting together bands, and I guess he knows, like, the inside of it, not just sort of the outside perspective, um, and how that goes. Um, yeah. But if they wanted to get more of just the actual boy's perspective... Yeah, and, like, Zane, the emotional part of it. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, I feel like, um, Zane would be more into, like, showing the, like, truth, and Simon mm-hmm. would kind of, like, have more to lose if he, like, showed, like, them having, like, harder times. Right. So, you know, I'm sure Simon just gets asked these and he has to say something, too. Like, yeah. I don't know if he brought this up, but yeah. um, the media is gonna make things out of it. 
God, Simon has just been bombarded <laughs> with questions about One Direction. He really has. <laughs> and he yeah. has not strayed away from them. <laughs> no, he has not. Uh, <laughs> continuing on with Zayn news, um, we mentioned that he was he had a song coming out with MIA called Freedom, and it's a single that Zayn's featured on, and it's for her new album, which comes out today, uh, oh. September 9th, so I suppose it's out already. Um, and Zane comes in around like one minute, 15 seconds, and he's doing this high falsetto high bit. Um, and then he later comes on with some more garbled gush uh, falsetto <laughs> of like O's and ah's and whatnots. Um, but did you listen to this song and what did you think? I listened to it. Um, I wasn't really impressed. I kind of was bored, um, mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the entire thing. Um, I don't know. Ooh, harsh I, words. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I wasn't feeling it. Um, it just kind of was all, like, one note to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if I was bored, but it's definitely not, like, a song that I'm going to jam to. It didn't seem like... I mean, it was... It definitely had, like, political statement words in it, um, which is interesting, but it's not something I'm going to, like, bop around to in the car. Um... But I know um, M.I.A. commented on it, who she's the singer, uh, who is the main singer on the song. And she said, it was always sort of like too mainstream sounding to me. And it just seemed like it's perfect to have that. If I was going to have a collaboration and have someone like Zayn, this is like the perfect song. You know, it sort of takes me out of my comfort zone, but kind of takes him out of his a little bit as well. Um, and I don't completely understand the statement because it doesn't seem like a mainstream sounding song to me. Yeah, I'm um, confused. And I don't know how out of his comfort zone Zane was. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. Um, and I guess my question was, do you think we're going to keep seeing Zane have these collaborations with other people? Because it seems like he's done quite a number now and not for his own album, just with other people. Um, I could see that. I think that, like, I feel like since he doesn't seem to be doing tour stuff, I think that this would be another good way to, like, get his name out there and do more mm-hmm. music kind of things without having to perform. Yeah, I think so, too. And he seems to also be going to, like, smaller artists that aren't as famous as him or, like, who are not super, super famous. Um, I feel like M.I. is pretty famous. Yeah, but I don't mean, I mean more like, like, Ed Sheeran level or, like, Adele. Like, it's not like he's collabing with these people. It's, like, um, I don't know. Less mainstream, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I know some of M.I.A. songs have gone really big. Um, but I guess, like, uh, it just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, but yeah, I, think I get you. He's, like, getting a lot of collaborations in that he might not be able to if he was, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think, I feel like because he is not doing live stuff, we could keep seeing these. And Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. I like it. I I also haven't, like, put any of the songs he has done just sort of in my, like, playlist. Yeah. Um, Which is just a little bit my fault because I just haven't done it. But, like, also I guess I'm not super compelled to. Um, But I also haven't listened to his music in a while also, so. Mm. Um, so then we have more Zayn news about him canceling a show due to anxiety. He was meant to perform at Aust- Autism Rocks Arena in Dubai on Friday, October 7th. 
And he said, Dear fans, I have been working over the last three months to overcome my extreme anxiety around major live solo performances. I feel I am making progress, but I have today acknowledged that I do not feel sufficiently confident to move forward with the planned show in Dubai in October. I am assured that all tickets will be refunded. I'm truly sorry to disappoint you. I hope to see you all soon. Thank you to all my fans who support me globally. With love and respect, always Zane. Um, and this looks like it's a month out in advance that he's saying he's not ready. So I don't think we're going to be getting touring anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but it seems like he's really trying to work through his anxiety and like stuff, which is good. And mm-hmm. also like focusing on his own health, which is also really good. Yeah. Um, and this is also something that I haven't really seen from people in the media sort of like labeling their anxiety and talking about it openly. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that a bit from the YouTube community. I know Zoella and Tanya Burr talk about their anxiety and how um, they're dealing with it. Um, But I I don't think someone as big as Zane has really talked about it in this way. Um, So what do you think of that? And how do you think it like helps fans and, and the public in general? Um, I definitely think that anytime anyone talks about, the mental illness and brings a like um puts a face to like a mental health um problem that it's it's good for the um sort of like the destruction and like the erasing of mental health stigma or the stigma around mental health mm-hmm. um and i just i really feel for zane and i'm glad that he um kind of uh, put this message out like a month in advance instead of canceling it like the day before. I think that's like really smart of him mm-hmm. um, and really respectful to fans um, and to himself, I'm sure, because then it's like he's not, doesn't have to worry like another month and like really like worry himself sick. Um, and I just, I don't know. I really can't imagine being in his shoes um, because me presenting to a class gives me horrible anxiety. So I can't imagine like trying to perform to mm-hmm. arena of thousands of people. Um, so I, I hope that he, um, if he, if he wants to tour, I hope he, um, you know, finds a way to like, you know, overcome it in his own way, or he could, you know, maybe put touring down um, a few years down the line and really try to like, um, work on his anxiety and, like, getting different, like, coping mechanisms and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like, healthy ones, not, like, mm-hmm. you know, drugs or anything. But, right. um, or alcohol, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad he's, like, openly speaking about mm-hmm. it instead of just, like, making other excuses for mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Because I think it is really good for fans to know that, like, even someone like Zane suffers through something that they might be suffering with, too. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, and I think it also encourages just other people to talk about it openly who are in, like, the fame area. Um, I don't yeah. know, I don't think this was necessarily related, and I think she actually said hers first, perhaps. Um, but I know Selena Gomez ended up canceling the rest of her tour, which was months on, um, that she ended up canceling due to, like, depression and anxiety and different things, and she said that as well. And I think the more people say that, the more it encourages other people to talk about it. And and just people who aren't famous to feel more comfortable and feel like they're not the only ones or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, so I think this is good, and I definitely agree that saying it in advance is a lot better um, as well, mm-hmm. not canceling, as we've seen last minute in the past. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, moving on to main discussion. Our main discussion is that Niall has signed a record deal with Capitol Records. 
which is crazy. <clears throat> How, what are your initial feelings on this, Kara? Um, for some reason, like, I don't even, like, the first time that we even got a hint of um, Solo Nile, like, a month ago or something, I thought it was, like, completely confirmed. So, like, when this happened, I was like, oh, wait, I thought we already knew that. I guess I kind of jumped to conclusions, because mm-hmm. whenever I just see, like, oh, Niall's going solo, I, I just kind of assumed that it was, like, all, like, already set in stone. But I'm glad yeah. that there's, like, like actual things happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Niall hasn't uh, tweeted about it, just, like, Liam did when he signed his solo stuff, so that was very obvious. Um, Harry didn't ever, and Niall Mm -hmm. hasn't, so we'll see what happens on that front. Um, But it is very exciting, and yeah, I suppose, like, there were rumors ahead, so it's not, like, so shocking, but it Mm -hmm. is nice to get that more uh, real confirmation, and we have a lot of quotes from a source, which we'll talk about. Oh. (laughs) Um, But we, we know that Simon has been trying to keep all the boys, um, with him at Psycho, which is his entertainment company. Um, but it only seems like Louie and Harry have stuck with him. Um, we know Zane went off and Liam and Niall now have also not signed with, uh, Simon. So it's very interesting, like, how that all plays out and, like, why yeah. two of them chose to say and two of them not. And um, how could they do that? I don't know, like, what the contract stuff is. Right. That's always so weird. <clears throat> yeah. I, and I think, like, I think of Louie, maybe it's more obvious because he's wanting to follow in Simon's footsteps with the executive producing and, yeah. like, stuff like that. Um, but then with the other three, I think maybe Harry stuck with him because he was, I mean, he seems like the one who's going to go the farthest. And perhaps they were able to offer him more money to stay. And, like, Niall and Liam, maybe not so much, and they got more money at somewhere else, um, or, like, just a better deal. I don't really know Mm -hmm. how it all works. Um, But it is interesting to think about. That's when we want this tell-all to tell us everything. Um, Yes. There was a source (laughs) that said, This will come as a real blow to Cowell, who has been talking to Niall for months, wanting him to sign a deal with his label, Psycho. He made a number of big money offers to try and persuade Niall to sign up, but in the end, Universal, or Universal is like the overarching uh, company that Capitol Records is under, mm-hmm. um, came in and put even more money on the table. They're chuffed to have got one over on Cowell and they've, and have taken one of 1D. Universal said they would pay Niall whatever it took. They heard his solo music and they think it's got good potential. Cowell will be unhappy about it, but Niall's thrilled. He's been telling his pals he is really excited about his new music and this solo deal. It's anyone's guess where this decision leaves One Direction now. Bah, bah, bah. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> uh, so you have to take these with a grain of salt. Um, yep, always gotta. Always gotta. So we don't really know what's played out, but we do know that Niall is not with Simon. Um... Wait, where's Liam? Where's Harry? I don't know where they all are. Honestly, I say, I act as though I know what I'm talking about, but he Because I thought Liam was with Capitol Records, too. He is with Capitol Records. Why are they saying one of 1D, now they're two of 1D? I don't know. So this source doesn't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) Honestly. And And I think Capitol Records is under Universal. I'm, like, looking things up on Wikipedia, but, like, Psycho... 
entertainment is not necessarily equivalent to like Capitol Records. Psycho is like under or like with another record company. It's all very confusing. God. Like if you look at Universal, it's got like hundreds of record companies that are under it. And Capitol Records is one of the hundreds. Okay. Because I just know Capitol Records because I know it's like a huge name. Right. It's very confusing, but Liam and Niall seem to both be signed with Capitol Records, and Harry with, is it Columbia? Oh, yeah, you're right, it is Columbia. Columbia, which is also with Psycho. I don't know. I forget what tiering that is, like, what's above what. Uh, Why can't they all just have one name? (laughs) I don't know. Because also, like, Cycle Entertainment, I think, does things like TV and this and that. It's not just music, just as Universal. So mm-hmm. I don't really understand how it all fits together, but Jesus. if someone Everyone's knows, really please rich. email us and explain. That's <laughs> um, true. It's hard to figure things out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but so we also have news about who Niall has been working with, and one of the names that's been tossed around is Greg Kirsten, who's written with Adele um, on her latest album, 25. He collaborated with the songs Hello, Water Under the Bridge, and Million Years Ago. Oh my god, Million Years Ago is one of the saddest songs. I can't listen to it. Literally, it's one of my favorite, though. I love that one, and I love Water Under the Bridge. They're both so beautiful. Yeah, that one's beautiful. beautiful. And Hello is so beautiful. I think that, like, I, like, really never loved Adele until this album. Like, I, like, obviously, like, appreciated her talents and stuff, but Mm -hmm. Hello was the first song that I was, like, actually, like, made a choice to, like, listen to it Mm -hmm. over and over again. Oh, so good. So, this guy seems good. Wow. Um... And I have a quote from the source that said, <laughs> Niall wrote with One Direction, but he's got a real talent, and the bosses are hoping to make the most of that by teaming him up with some brilliant people. And we have- What heard- is this but, though? But he's got a real talent? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it writing with One Direction <laughs> was yeah. terrible. Um, but yeah, like, I think that's good to team him up with good people, and we've, we've heard him- perhaps collaborating with different people in the past on past episodes we've read uh we've talked about um some things but he niles claimed that it's not really like going anywhere it's just like to keep up the old noggin or whatever he said the ticker (laughs) (laughs) um but um, uh such an old man i don't know but i love it um i'm just excited do you what do you think about him teaming up with greg kirsten and other people perhaps that are really famous and have a lot of experience in the field um i'm really excited for this i like i don't know if anyone i was gonna think that uh Nye would pair up with it would definitely not be someone who wrote with adele but uh-huh. i kind of love that uh-huh. um because i i could definitely see like niall being mm-hmm. kind of like really stripped back and just, like, kind of doing, like, acoustic um, and, like, kind of emotional raw songs now that I think about it. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's, like, the direction he wants to go into. Um, and, like, these songs were really beautiful. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Niall already, like, had me crying with Don't Forget Where You Belong, and that's kind of, that's pretty poppy. Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine him, like, teamed up with someone who wrote, wrote with Adele and then, like, strip back with just, like, a good, like uh, acoustic guitar. Like, I'm going to be in tears, man. It's going to be a brilliant combination. And the funny yeah. thing is, though, when we talked about ballads um, a couple episodes ago, um, it wasn't... Niall wasn't the person we thought would sing ballads and would, like... We, we really sort of pinpointed Harry as that. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, obviously Adele's writing a lot of ballads and big, like, songs, deep, emotional, slow. 
So it'll be interesting to see if that's something that gets worked into Niles' music, or we'll just see sort of more slow, chill, acoustic-y songs. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, but more from the source, <laughs> they said <laughs> he wants to move away from boy band stuff and show what he can do, and he's be he's been doing some great work with Greg, among others. There was a worry at first that because he came from a manufactured band, he wouldn't be taken seriously, but people are queuing around the block to record with him. It's early days, but this record looks like it could be something special. Uh, (laughs) But, like, this source, I don't know where they're coming from and where they're getting all this information from, but I never know what these friggin' sources are. Um, But I does this all make sense to you? I mean, yeah, I could see why um, some people are pretty hesitant to work with, like, a former um, boy, boy, what? Boy bander. Um, But, I mean, like, I don't know. I I kind of hate that also because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, he's from a boy band. Like, obviously he has no talent. But, like, this guy Mm -hmm. has been, like, he's been writing music for a couple years now um, Mm -hmm. and, like, playing his own instruments. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm glad that he's, like, breaking that, you know, stigma, I guess you could say. Um, right. And I'm excited to see who else he works with. Um, mm-hmm. And Niall's such, like, yeah. an affable person. That, I know, like, yeah. I feel like people would get over that stigma quite quickly. Yeah, like, the first time they meet him, they're going to be like, whoa, this guy's chill. Like, let's yeah. go out for a pint. Yeah, exactly. And around the golf. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of golf, um, we know Niall has been in LA, uh, and that's where Capitol Records is located. Um, and uh, before that, he had been doing a lot of stuff with golf and like going to different tournaments in Ireland mm-hmm. and in the UK, um, and different places. But now it seems like he's been in LA based on like the paparazzi photos we get, um, mm-hmm. which does sort of signal to me that he is working with he is working on his solo album now. It's not something that's, like, going on so far into the future. Like, Harry, maybe we think that's probably not going to happen yet. Um, but Niles, it seems like he is working there, and he's in L.A. for a reason. Um, and there's things going on behind the scenes that we don't see yet. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what we want to see from Niles' music. Um I know there was rumors that Simon wanted to turn him into more of a Justin Bieber type, which doesn't really make Ugh. sense to me. Um, but like, like <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I feel like that's way more Liam, you know? Yeah, exactly. If anyone's going to be like that kind of type, it would be definitely Liam. Um, so I don't really know if those are true because it just doesn't seem like Niall at all. But if you're thinking of Niall's solo music and what you would want to see from his album, is there a certain style or sound that you would be particularly uh, excited about? Um, I feel like sort of, I want him to be like very like guitar heavy, mm-hmm. just so um, it kind of seems, I don't know, so he can like really be uh, involved with it um, on all sides, like even just like the music part too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I'm thinking about like the Lumineers and stuff, um, where they're kind of. Yeah. I think they're kind of more folksy than Niall's gonna be. Um, but also like, could you imagine Niall doing sort of like um a song that's like based off like traditional Irish music? Like I know uh-huh. Ed Sheeran on his first album did. Yeah. I think it's called Parting Glass. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like a traditional Irish song and it's so beautiful. And maybe Niall could like take parts of that to do like once like parts of that kind of music to do a uh-huh. song. Um. I think that'd be really awesome, actually. That'd be um, really, really cool. Some, yeah, because yeah. No, go ahead. 
No, I really didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, like, some interesting combination of sort of, like, Lumineers, but then, like, James Bay and 1975, yes. like, somehow all combined into one. Um, and it's interesting because when we, the songs that we've seen Niall ha- wrote, like, um, he hasn't actually gotten a lot that aren't, like, song credits that all the boys are on. Yeah. Um. Really, the ones are "Don't Forget Where You Belong," where he wrote that with McFly, the British mm-hmm. band. Um. And then <clears throat> on, uh, Made in the AM, he wrote "Never Enough," "Temporary Fix," and "Wolves." Um. And I think feel like those those three sort of fit together. Um. But then, like, "Don't Forget Where You Belong" is a little bit different. Um. Or perhaps "Wolves" and "Don't Forget Where You Belong" are maybe more similar. Um. But, like, it's very upbeat and kooky with, like, Never Enough and Temporary Fix and Don't mm-hmm. Forget Where You Belong is more, like, acoustic and chill. Um, so I don't know, like, how... I don't know how well of a picture we can sort of create based on what he's done in the past. Um, I think maybe we have to look more to, like, what he talks about him liking in music and, like, yeah. who inspires him. Like, a lot of the Irish artists, I think, like, Hozier, James Bay, he's not Irish, but, um, <laughs> like... Music he listens to, maybe more so than what he's done for One Direction. Yeah, um, I'm trying to go and bring up the um that what's called that Spotify playlist uh-huh. that he has. Um, and I'm thinking that he like always talks about like the Eagles and like Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac. So he also like has a lot of classical inspiration, or not classical, mm-hmm. but like you know, um, sort of like older inspiration. Um, that I think that he could draw from too. Mm -hmm. Um, and sort of, like, he kind of, um, there was a limit to, like, the inspiration that he could take from them in One Direction, because it still had to be, like, you know, a pop album, Mm -hmm. but I think that, uh, he could definitely have, um, you know, a definitely a more, like, um, I don't even know, like, classic rock type vibe, Mm -hmm. um, with his solo stuff, because it doesn't have to, like, fit in the pop genre. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the, the weird thing is I asked our listeners a poll out of, like, the songs that I mentioned which one they would like to see his music sound most like. And yeah. it was pretty split, but 38%, which was the highest chunk, said Temporary Fix. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I again, I don't think that that's... I don't know if we can look to, to that as being something he would necessarily do on his album. Like, while I love Temporary Fix, I don't think that's how I would want his music to sound. Yeah, I think same. I would want it to be more Don't Forget Where You Belong type of stuff. I think so, too. Um, yeah, and a lot of this, I'm on his, like, Nyler's Tunes playlist. I'm gonna have to, like, listen to all of this, because, like, to be honest, like, I, I listened to it, and then I got so obsessed with the Lumineers um, that I just, like, kept on listening to their new album on repeat instead of, like, going on. But, yeah, he has Hosier, Hoser on here, Codaline, Eagles, Gavin James, who I'd never heard of, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Bruce Springsteen, Pearl Jam, um, Eddie Vedder. Um, oh, I'd like to see him work with him. Um, but, yeah, so there's... There's a lot of, like, interesting different kind of people on here. And, like, I know he does, um, he, you know, really still does, like, pop music, but I think that maybe he'd want to try, like, uh, taking inspiration from, like, his other, like, types of music that he likes. Yeah. I, I'm i very excited to see where this goes. Um, and I think it could be something that's more shocking than something Liam would do, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Harry, because I think we're still confused as to what Harry would do for a solo yeah. album. Especially if, like, all the boys are sort of going for a cohesive sound on their first album. Yeah. Um, but I think Niall is more, like, up in the air than Liam would be. Yeah, I think so, too. But who knows? 
Yeah. Um, and then in terms of songwriting, we have seen a lot of sort of personal songwriting lyrics come from things like Don't Forget Where You Belong. Um, and I think that's where he shines most. And I think, like, he brings a very personal, like, sound to the album when he does talk about his own things. Not just in his songs, but also, like, in performances um, or concerts, more so than some of the other guys. Um, so I hope to see that from his songwriting um, and just more personal stuff that um, makes us feel connected to him. And I think also when he, he shines really when he's talking about things that are very relatable to just like young people going through, not just um, like relationship wise. Mm-hmm. Do you have things that you're looking for in his songwriting? Um, yeah, I'd love to see something that's not just like complete love album just Mm because I find that kind of boring all the times actually um so I mean I love when people write about different kinds of emotions other than straight up just like romantic love because it really does get old (laughs) so um I'd love to see him writing um you know more about like being away from home and that kind of thing yeah definitely and are there collabs you want to see him either in the songwriting or in like featuring artists um, I'm not sure. Let me, like, think about... I mean, I'd love to see him collab with the Lumineers. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely I mean, see, like, Ed Sheeran, perhaps. Um, yeah. I feel like that would be a good, like, songwriting buddy and, like, vibe to get into. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, like, maybe James Bay. But yeah. I feel like that also could be, like, sort of a Harry thing, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like Harry and Mile, I'm looking through this list, and a lot of it is, like, pretty... I'm sure, like, Harry likes this kind of same music, too, so... Mm-hmm. I definitely think James Bay is something... The James Bay style music would be something I'd be really interested in Niall doing, because he yeah. has, like, a lot of slower songs, but a lot of, like, other songs that have like, a heavy guitar in them that's more rocky, um, mm-hmm. which I think, like, sort of would get to the side of temporary fix, but also, like, the slower folksy stuff. Like, James Bay has a really awesome combination of folksy and, like, rock, uh, yeah. which I think would be a good balance for Niall as well. So I would really like to see a collaboration or inspiration coming from that type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speaking of, unless you have any other collab stuff? No. Um, speaking of when we can expect music from him, now we know that Harry and Liam and Niall have all decided to go solo. I don't think we're ever going to get Louis going solo, so I don't know if that's something we should even contemplate, but from these other three of them, um, Mm. how is this all going to fit in with each other's timelines? And like, if we think Niall is now in the studios in L.A., when would be the earliest that we could get a single or whatever? What do you think, Kara? Um, so if he just signed his contract, I mean, he's, like, been writing stuff, but, like, who knows if he, that just kind of, like, for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if, like, he was planning on going solo this entire time or if he, like, saw, the uh, like, you know, Harry and Liam and be like, I mean, I guess I could do that. <laughs> like, nothing better to do. Like, you know, sure, both kind of getting old. Um <laughs> So, I mean, I'm thinking maybe next spring, like Mm -hmm. 2017 springtime, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe summer. I don't know. I'm trying to be, like, conservative in my views because, like, idealistically it would be, like, two months from now, but I know that's (laughs) literally not possible. So, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking 
I mean, it's def- probably won't be early next year. I mean, like, uh, April mm-hmm. next year. That's my guess. <laughs> and I also think of, like, singles have to come before albums, usually. Yeah. And, like, when are the big times for album releases, you know? I mean, yeah. I know fall is huge. Fall, mm-hmm. tons of albums come out in the fall. Uh, and then I feel like perhaps, like, early summer is another time. I mm-hmm, don't really know. Because then you know. get that, like, summer jam. Right, exactly. And I don't think we can look to fall. So I'm thinking of probably what agreeing with what you're saying. And and Liam, though, we mentioned coming, his songs coming a lot earlier. Um, yeah. Because it, it seems like he had been sort of starting on solo stuff almost right away. Yeah. Um, even though we thought he was just like napping, turns out he wasn't. <laughs> um, and like the hiatus has like started sort of in December, which is coming up to a year, which is crazy. And we know. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and we know Zane, uh, put his album out a year after he left the band or less than a year after he left the band. Um, so it is possible to, for that to happen and for it to be good. So Liam's could mm. potentially be, music could be coming out soon. Who knows when we could get an album? It could be November. Like, how crazy would that be? Yeah, I think that's, like, what we were predicting, right? Like, yeah. fall for, like, yeah. a single at least. I mean, I know that, like, I think we kind of have um, a very unrealistic timeline for music because One Direction is, like, you know, had been, like, every single year, and that's mm-hmm. super un realistic for most um artists but i mean now that it's a solo artist now they're not touring i mean you know they could be in the studio 24 hours a day not at all but like you know like a lot yeah and it would be more beneficial i think for someone like liam to get it out right away where he doesn't have like the same staying power as harry might have especially with acting that's going on where harry doesn't have to worry too much about like staying in the limelight um liam might more so have to um, yeah, I think that, it, like, anyone who, um, I don't think Harry's going to be the first one. I think that anyone, and it's probably going to be Liam, so, like, Liam mm-hmm. would have the benefit of being, like, the first one other than Zane to, like, come out with a solo album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that will give him, like, more press and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, by the time the second one comes out, like, obviously the fans will be invested, but it won't have the same, like, punch that, like, mm-hmm. you know, the first um, other boy band member, you know. Right, right. Because then they can, like, like pit him against Zane too, which would be annoying, but that's yeah. what they're gonna do. So, but it's good promo, I suppose. True, true. Um, and I asked our listeners which solo solo album do you want to drop first out of the three of them, and fifty two percent said Harry, and the rest were split between Niall and Liam. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for who do you think will drop first? Seventy two percent said Liam, and yeah. the others both got fourteen percent. So it seems like most people are on the same page where they think Liam's is going to be coming out first. Um, and I wonder, like, I'm sure the boys have to, like, talk and work around each other, you know? Yeah, like, I hope so. I think so. I'm sure that has to happen. Yeah. And and I also wonder how that works with, like, would Niall ever send Harry a song and be like, hey, could you listen to this for me and let me know what you think? Oh, like, cute. I hope so. Would there ever be any collaboration between them in that way? I don't know, because, like... On one as like in one regard, I'm sure because like they they're the ones that like know them the best in terms mm-hmm. of music like style, the way they work and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, because you know they've been working together for like five years um, mm-hmm. musically, but then also it might be um, they might want to completely like not cut the cord as in like you know cut their friendship off, but like mm-hmm. sort of really do their own thing and just right. like 
be fully invested and like have it only have their fingerprints on it. I mean, uh, right. you know, other than like the people who they collab with and their producers and stuff. But like, um, I mean, I could see like the arguments and benefits of both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would really love for them to like. Even if it's not like official stuff, but just like I know, text it would be so or, like, cute. Something behind the scenes, or they're just like, "Hey, could you come in and listen?" Or like, I'd love that. That would be really cool. Um, and I wonder also if they could potentially any of the boys take a song that maybe one or more of the boys wrote on in the past that didn't make a One Direction song, and them sort of like turning it, maybe tweaking it, turning it into something a bit new, and putting it on their own album. Um, mm. and in that way, the, the boys who did write on it would have to show up in the song credits, you know? Oh, um, yeah, true. Which would be interesting. But either way, I hope that when any of them do release music publicly, the other boys publicly support them and are like, go check out so-and-so's song. They're like, I'm so God, proud of please. you, Niall. Like, yeah. I just, I really need that to happen so that we are... We are confirmed that they still love each other. As I know. We know they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially, didn't no one com- like no one commented when Liam posted his like solo record stuff, right? Right. So Which, I'm hoping that like when they post the single, single or whatever, yeah. like please let this happen. Yeah, because like it's with Zayn, like no one commented on Zayn's music or album or whatever. That was kind of expected, but, like, there was, like, a little tiny hope in our heart that, like, it was, we were going to be proven wrong. Right, and then Zayn even went on to say, like, he never listened to One Direction's album, so, like... God, whatever, (laughs) Zayn. We need that not to be what happens with uh, the rest of the boys. And I wonder if, like, Zayn will say something about Liam's solo music, because we know at least, like, they perhaps talked on the phone or something. Um... Or, like, Louis will support his boys. I know, Like, you know Louis's going to say something about Niall or, or Liam, I hope. Like, something. Yeah. I don't know. They have to have each other's backs in that way. I know. Um, or Niall will say stuff, at least. Who knows about Harry, because he seems to never be on Twitter or Instagram or whatever these days, which is God. sad. Um, but I need that some... I need some support. Um... Okay, and then thinking about how each of their albums will be received by the rest of the world, I did a lot of polls, but I mm-hmm. want to hear your opinion first. Um, how do you think, mm. how do you think each of them will stand, um, sort of looking at it from a US based, uh, like, no, I don't know what I'm saying, like US, how will they do in the US, each of them? Okay, I think that like, um, the U.S. like kind of has like a harder to break into uh, music charts for like international artists a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like obviously they have the you know advantage of being from One Direction, so they already have their name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that they have the exact advantage of like Zayn, where he like created a huge media frenzy about him leaving the band, right. and like you know that has like an interesting story to it. Like he literally like left the band. Um, you know, it was, like, sort of, like, like under bad conditions. Like, that's an interesting story. The other mm-hmm. boys, they don't have that. Um, so, I mean, I could see... It, I think it depends on, like... I really think it depends on the music, but um, I think... I feel like Harry's probably going to do the best in the U.S. just because he... When you think of One Direction, like, if you don't even know them, like, you know Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know Harry Styles. Like, you know the name, you know the face. Um, I think that also he's just... Um, charismatic in a way that like even if you didn't know him if you see him like on a late night talk show you're gonna want to go look him up afterwards Mm -hmm. um and I could see his music 
I don't know, because, like, I don't know if it'll be, like, top 40 hits, but I know that, like, James Bay is still on, like, top 40 hits, mm-hmm. too. So it's, I think that, like, regardless of it's, if it's, like, folksy kind of thing, that it, it would be on the radio. So I think Harry will do the best. Um, I don't know, because, like, if Liam comes out with, like, something, like, um, Justin Bieber, then that could go really well, because, you know, Justin Bieber has, like, this whole new wave of, like, um, like, musical resurgence, and, like, he's he has, like, a huge, um, you know, really wide range of age, uh, age of fans um, mm-hmm. now, and now it's, like, cool to, like, Justin Bieber or whatever, um, so, I mean, I could see that doing really well, um, but also I could see... And I think it, like, kind of really depends on, like, how good his music is. Because um, with Zayn, like, he doesn't... Like, Zayn's music was good, but also he had the hype to, like, bolster that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn between either Liam or Niall. Those are, like, kind of equal to me mm-hmm. um, about how they're going to do. Because uh, they don't have, like, the name recognition that Harry does. They don't have the story that Zayn did. Um, so it really depends, I think, on the quality of their music and, like, how well they promo it. Um, and, like, what their promotion, like... I don't know, if they really, like, work hard to promo it, I think they could do well. Because, like, think about it, Zayn did no promo, and he still did mm-hmm. well, but um, they can't, like, rely on, like, you know, their story to just, like, do the promo for them. So mm-hmm. um, I think that if they're really committed to it, they could, Niall and Liam could do pretty well. Very well said. I definitely agree with what you said. Like, Harry no, does you. have that sort of uh, being known in the U.S., and people know him almost as the front man of One Direction, yeah. Um, and it is hard to say, and, and it would probably rely more on how, how well their music sounds. Um, how good their music sounds? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, but yeah, I think that would be something for Niall and Liam. It's more unclear as to how they would stand. Um, I think mm-hmm. in the UK, it, it would be very different. I still think Harry yeah. might do the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... Uh, Niall and Liam would be up there and more well-known because they don't have to... The U.S. is so much harder to break into than your own country in the U.K. They very much support their artists. I think people know the boys more so because also I think a lot of the U.K. watches The X Factor and they know them from that and just from, like, being their home country. And, like, Niall has Ireland as well. Oh, yeah, true. um, Where I'm sure he'll be... I think he's already, like, sort of a prod prodigy uh over there so um i think that would be very different um but i i don't really know how it'll be for them in the u.s and it will be hard to tell anyways because we'll be on the inside rather than on the outside um i think what will clue us in are radio plays and such um like we know pillow talk has done really well on the radio but like i don't know about zane's other songs really i don't think publicly he's known for anything other than pillow talk um yeah so We'll definitely have to see. Um, pretty much all of our polls said that, like, Harry would do the best mm-hmm. um, globally in the U.S. and in the U.K. Um, but it is, uh, like, in the U.K. it was definitely more, not even, but, like, he only got 69% compared to, like, the U.S. where he got 77% of the vote and globally where he got 89% of the vote, mm. um, which is interesting. But um, I'll be interested to see how it all plays out and how they each do. And also compared to Zayn, because Zayn did yeah. have that original hype. Um, and Zayn's music was really good, especially that first Pillow Talk song was so mm-hmm. good to come out with that right away. If Liam comes out with a bad first single, which is possible, then like, how is that going to impact how his album is looked at? Yeah. Um, 
it could definitely have an impact. Um, and I also think amongst the One Direction fans, Harry is probably the most supported and like people are most excited about, um, his solo album or like not everyone, but I think the majority. Yeah. If you look at different like polls as to who's your favorite or whose music you're looking forward to, Harry always has like 60% of the vote. Um, yeah. And then Niall, and then Louie, and then Liam. <laughs> um, uh, not so much for solo music, because I don't think people are expecting things from Louie. Yeah. But, um, so in that sense, too, if people are sort of not hardcore One Direction fans, but they're fans, and perhaps they're they're not going to buy everyone's album, I think they'd more so buy Harry's and, yeah. like, talk about his online than uh, anyone else's. Um, so. Agreed. I don't know, but we will see. And it's exciting. Like, it's exciting that we have now three of them. Um, I know. I'm just thinking that, like, I rarely... I The only music I actually buy, as opposed to, like, listen to it on Spotify, is One Direction. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to have to buy all their albums to support <laughs> yeah. them instead of just, like, buying one Direction album, like, one One Direction album a year. Right. So these boys are going to make me broke. Well, they're probably going to spread it out. I don't think we'll see music from Harry for, like, a while. Yeah, that's uh, true. I can save up my $12. Yeah. I mean, if if Liam comes out this fall... And then Niles comes out, like, next summer, spring. Harry's could come out the fall after that. I don't know. <laughs> I hope Harry's comes out in the fall. That's what I'm hoping in my that life. That would be really nice. Yeah. Because um, I just associate him with fall for some unknown reason. Yeah, he definitely is fall vibes. But also summer and spring is also... <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, um, I just think this is, um, just really cool, and it's kind of unprecedented that, like, four out of five of a, of a boy band go solo, you know? That didn't happen with NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or... I think they might have tried, um, because I'm not completely sure, but I remember that, like, there was other people, I mean, other, like, people other than just, like, Justin Timberlake who tried to go solo. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I'm not, like, because I was pretty young when... Um, that was going on, so I don't mm-hmm. really know, but I think they might have just fallen flat, so. Right. And yeah. I think, I suppose that's what I mean. I don't know actually what they tried and tried not to do, but I think yeah. these guys in One Direction have a lot more potential to do well, yeah, even so if too. it's not in yeah. the US. I think, yeah. uh, in Europe or the UK or Ireland, that they will do well. I don't think, I don't think any of them will do poorly. Uh, unless, like, Liam happens to turn out a really bad album. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think they're going to do poorly. I think they have the support around them. And they have the support from fans that wasn't there. Like, the social media presence that wasn't there back when yeah. these other people were doing this. So, exactly. it's we're so lucky to get our favorite band. We think they're going on hiatus. We think, like, we're not going to see them for a while. Like, One Direction isn't coming back. And then, bam, like... Three out of the four left know, have solo it. record deals within a year, and we get to see that, and perhaps we're going to be getting new music, and, like, it's just, we're very lucky that that happened. It wasn't, it, it we, they weren't being serious when they said they just wanted to see their family, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, that does mean this whole One Direction getting back together thing is probably not going to happen for a really freaking long time. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, though. I'm going to, like, look on the positives. Like, we have so much to look forward to that it doesn't it doesn't bother me, really. Right. Um, yeah. But also I was thinking that 
how like kind of nerve wracking it must be for especially Liam and Niall, I think. Um, because I think that with like as One Direction, they kind of knew that their fan base was like there mm-hmm. and like a solid like I don't know they didn't in recent years they haven't done as much to promote their like albums and singles and stuff. Um, but I feel like they're gonna have to kind of start at s- not exactly square run square one like as their solo stuff, but I think like maybe like square two or three where they have to gonna go back to like really hardcore promoting because mm-hmm. um, they can't just like rely on One Direction fans anymore because I mean. Most of the, I'm sure most One Direction fans will support the boys' solo work, but like mm-hmm. I don't think they should rely on it as a safety net just because I think that would um, kind of give them more more of an opportunity to not do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And that means like good things for us too. Like getting more promo is always a good thing to discuss on the podcast and to keep us yeah. entertained. Having them go on more talk shows, yep. all that type of stuff is so entertaining. Um, and it does really promote them and promote their music. And I kind of wonder if Will, as as time goes on and One Direction doesn't come back together for a while, will the fandom stay like the One Direction fandom where we support all five of them or all four of them? Or will it sort of break down into like a Harry fandom and like a Niall fandom and a Liam fandom and like Weird. we're the directioners or whatever, but will there be like Harryers or like, you know, Liam? What the heck would that even be? I don't know, but you know, every sort of group has a name. Yeah. Um, will, is that gonna happen or are we gonna stay like the One Direction fandom and that means that you still support all the boys sort of separately? I couldn't imagine, like, not doing that, because, like, it's just too interesting to, like... I couldn't imagine, like, trying... Like, not keeping up with one of them, Mm because it just will be really interesting for me to, like, see what they're all doing. But I could Mm -hmm. see some people, like, maybe, like, like, leaning towards, like, one or two. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's very weird. Because now, also, you see, like, Twitter updates that are only for the boys as solo people. Yeah. And it is... You already sort of see that happening, but... I don't, I still think the One Direction fandom will be the One Direction fandom. I don't think you're going to see that completely change. Yeah. Um, perhaps people who come on board after the band, like, thinking oh, yeah, five years right. down the line, like, you know, there's going to be new listeners or whatever. And will we still be following all of them? Or will one of them drop off and only have one album? Like, are they going to keep going? You know, it's mm-hmm. scary to think about, but also exciting. Good and the bad. Yep. Um, and I wanted to ask you this question I asked our listeners. If you could only listen to one, which would you choose? A Harry solo album, a Liam solo album, a Niall solo album, or a new 1D album? Um, I mean, I think this is kind of pretty uh, expected, but I think I'd go with Harry solo album. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, a Niall solo album would be very intriguing, too. Mm-hmm. I because know. I f- yeah, because I feel like I kind of know what Harry's going to do, but, like, Niall is such a wild card. Mm-hmm. He really, really kind of is. Are. I know, and in another question I had asked of which you would want to hear first, yeah. um, I said Niall. Even though, like, Harry's would be, if I had to do this question, Harry would be this. I would pick listening to Harry's solo album over any of the others, but I yeah. kind of wanted to see Niall's music come out first. Because, like, I don't, I sort of want to save the best for last. Um, yeah. But also, like... <laughs> I want Niles first. I don't know. Like, it's something new and interesting. And I think it'll be more music that I like, maybe more so than Liam's. Um, but I, yeah. I also maybe want to go through it with Niall before I, like, go through it with Harry, you know? So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but actually, 52% of our listeners said if they could only choose one to listen to, they would choose a new 1D album. Uh, and then 37% said a Harry solo album, 7% said a Niall solo album, and a measly 4%, which I think was one person, said a Liam solo album. <laughs> Poor Wait, so Liam. one D solo album was the was number, the number one, one, yeah. Which interesting. is interesting. Um, I suppose <laughs> most of our listeners are still wanting 1D to get the gang back together. Um, although I That's would fair. much more, I would be, I'm ready for to hear them each on their own. Uh, But yeah, that sort of sums up our discussion about Niall going solo and then the rest of the boys going solo and how it'll all fit in. And I know this is going to be a hot topic for the rest of the year and more years to come. So Mm -hmm. this is only the beginning of discussing this and how it all fits in together. Do you have any closing words for this discussion, Kara? Um, No, I just hope that one of them releases a single soon because I'm really just feeling feeling the pressure of like where are they like right please come back to me i know liam's been awfully quiet so like i'm That's expecting true. things from him liam get your stuff together we need a yep. single out yep um okay now to sort of move in a different direction uh we have a 1d as and this one is 1d as things found in a bathroom um and uh, yesterday I was doing a lot of weirdo polls on Twitter <laughs> asking our listeners. Um, and it was really funny to see some of the things because I was using emojis. So I don't think I'm going to read them all on, on, on the air. But if you're interested to see what listeners thought based on like the different bathroom emojis, One Direction would be. Uh, some of the answers are quite funny when everyone sort of agrees with the same thing. Um, so go check those out on our Twitter at talk underscore direction. But Kara, let's go into what we thought each of the boys would be of things found in the bathroom. What did you have for Liam? I had a trusty bar of soap. Yes, so did I! Shut up! Why are we always on the same page as Liam? Literally. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, did you have an explanation for that? No, it just really felt right, you know? I just feel like a bar of soap, um, is just, like, it's just, it's so trusty. Like, you know, that's, really that's all it can, you can say about it. <laughs> um, I was listening to another podcast that both Karen and I listened to called Millennial, um, the other day, and they were talking about how millennials don't use bars of soap anymore, yeah. and, like, body wash is a big thing. Um, and I'm someone who uses bars of soap, and I don't really understand body wash, because, like, do you use body wash or bars of soap? Um, I have been using, like, bars of soap for most of my life, but now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should use body wash, but it's, like, better for, like, um, your pH balance, um, to not use body wash, like, in, yeah, in, like, your vagina area. Just putting that out there into the world. I'm just, like, letting everyone know. <laughs> um, but well, I don't understand how to use body wash. Because, like, don't you have to then put it on twice? Because I feel like, like, sque- like, squeezing it in your hand. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to lift up the bottle, turn it over, squeeze yeah. it, unless you have a pump. And then, does that really spread to your whole body? Because I've tried it before, and I feel like I run out halfway through. But with a bar of soap, I can just hold it in my hand, and I constantly can, like, redo it. I don't, like, put the bar of soap down all the time. Like, I just keep it in my hand, and it keeps, like, foaming. But if I were to use a loofah or, uh, what's it called? A washcloth. Well, I don't want to have to wash a washcloth and my body. That's just a lot of effort. That's so fair. 
do you double turn or do you do you find one squirt of it goes to your whole body? Actually, you're right. I think I do two. Like, and then halfway through washing, you need another squirt. I just but I have like, one of those. I have one of those um like pumps, so it's like not no. as, it's not terrible. Well, I was very confused with the conversation on this other podcast because <laughs> okay. Andrew, one of the people, was trying to say that using a bar of soap is harder, and I was like, no, you're wrong. But like, then it can like fall out of your hands. Like sometimes I agree. Like it, it gets really small, and then it's like slippery, and you're just like, where? Yeah, do you well. Hold it? Friggin', I'm sure you have to turn the other thing and squeeze, 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 like, when it's empty, like, oh, there's none left, how do I grip it, and then it falls into the bath, and it goes everywhere, and, uh, anyway, um, so, <laughs> I had that, and then I also had, um, the inner lining of a shower curtain. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I see that. But bar of soap was my first sort of thought. Mm. Um, what did you have for Zane? I had, like, one of those, like, old-timey makeup mirrors that has, like, the lights on the Ooh. side. It's, like, li- really flattering lighting, and it's kind of, mm. like, glamorous. Um, I don't know. That just, like, vibes I get from Zane. Also, I think that's exactly the kind of mirror he was looking into when he was, like, looking at himself as Veronica. So, like, I just... Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, like, subconsciously where I got that from. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like flattering light mm-hmm. would be Zane. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole, like, 2012 beer jokes of Zane, like, spending the longest time. Oh, wow. <laughs> TBT. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yikes. Um, I had, like, a fancy loofah or a really mm, fancy okay. soap that no one actually ends up using because it's, like, carved to perfection. Yes. Yep. Um, I also had silky bathrobe and mirror, but there was too many for him that I thought mm. of. Um, but, yeah, I think that whole just, like, fancy, like, pristine vibe. Um, we always sort of tend to go for. for okay, so you know, like, um, silk bathrobes? Are you supposed yeah. to, you can't, like, put them on after, like, you just got out of the shower, right? Because they don't get all weird and sticky to you. Yeah, I think so, it's, like, like... what's the point? Is it just, like, a bougie thing that you put on after you're dry? Or you're just, like, kind of in the house around? And it, Perhaps I don't know. you're walking around, want to let things jangle, jingle, like, let That's some true. air in, you know? Okay. Walk yeah. around. That's um, fair. I don't know, or, like, feel pretty in it or something. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I've never had a silky bathrobe. Wow, now I kind of want one. I have, like, a, uh, what's it called? A velvet robe that I got from the thrift store that I really Ooh. think I'm just excited to, like, wear around my apartment. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's good. Or, like, also, like, silky, I suppose, isn't, like, super hot, like, the fluffy ones. So, like, if you wanted, oh, like, yeah. something to put over your PJs or something. That's true. Like, when you're slightly cold. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, what did you have for Louie? I had a loofah. I really don't know why. Maybe it's just, like, the word. It's, like, <laughs> kind of silly. Uh-huh. Um, and it just, like, you know, it's um, it's kind of scratchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it looks, like, cute and adorable, but it's kind of scratchy. And I think that's, like, Ooh, that's a good explanation. So, mm-hmm. And also loofah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, good one. Um I feel like loofahs aren't used. Do you use a loofah? No, it's like, no. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather use a washcloth. I don't know why. Loofahs kind of freak me out because, like, you don't know what's in their little crevices. Yeah. Um, But, like, uh, I also think, like, when I was younger, I tried to use one, like, to be cool and be like, oh, yeah, I use this because I'm cool. Uh, or I feel something. like that you got them always like in like gift bags. Yes, because like, they were like the cheapest days. things you could yeah. get, like at a dollar <laughs> store. And I swear, my mom put them like in every gift bag or like yeah. spa thing at parties. Exactly, like, like you no have like um, them. a cheapo nail polish. You have like a yeah. nail file, um, <laughs> one of those eye masks, and yeah. a loofah, yeah. and that would be your goodie bag. 
<laughs> Good times. Um, I also remember them getting like super grimy, like sitting on like a bath thing, like yeah. the grime would get inside of it and like chunks of like disgusting, like moldy stuff would be. Ew, in there. God, you're supposed to like clean them out. I think you're, I think you're supposed to get rid of them every like two months because like they build up. And like, I remember I went to this, what even was it? I, um, it was something that my, I, I, can't talk about it on air actually, but it was something that my like school put on and they were teaching us that um like if you cut open a loofah after like three months that like all the dead skin cells will like come or not like the Ew. dead skin flakes are like in there. So like you have to like get rid of it like pretty frequently and that's like too much effort. That's gross. No. I, I just use my hands like Yeah, might as wash. well. Like yeah. that's what the cavemen did and I'm sure exactly. like Exactly. They were Probably not the cleanest, but, like, we've evolved <laughs> since then, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for Louie, I had mouthwash, like, mint-flavored specifically. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, because it's sort of, like, uh, it's helpful, but it also burns your mouth a bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it has that sharp sting. Um, yeah. I don't know, I just felt like it was Louie. I feel um, that. Similar reasons to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, Niall, what did you have for Niall? I had, um, sort of, like, a, um, you know, like, those, those, what is it called? Like, containers for soap. I don't know what it's called. What is that called? Soap pump? Yeah, like, that kind of thing. But, like, in a funny shape, like a yellow duck, like a rubber duck or something. I feel like that's, like, what kind of thing he would be. I don't know why I get those vibes from him, but I feel like he'd be a rubber duck little, like, soap dispenser. That's what it's called. That's really cute. I had similar. Um, well, my first, uh, that one of mine was bath toys and I was thinking rubber duck. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, but my first go to was like the kitty towels that had like dinosaur shapes and they have the little hoods that like kids can put over and like oh, look cute. like a dinosaur head or like a duck or like whatever they have. Um, I remember we remember? used to have some really cute towels. Uh, I never like had that. one of those. Wow. I'm missing out. But do you remember those like little tiny towels that like, they were, like, in those little pods, and you, like, put them in the water, and they expanded. Yeah, those were those so, are cool. so cool. I think I still have, like, some of those pods, like, in my room somewhere. I feel because like Minnie like, got us someone. God, probably. Like, they're the coolest, but you would kind of like, want to save them for a special yeah. occasion. So, like, now I have all these pods somewhere in my house that I never did while I was a kid for some unknown reason. But, like, the wash towels you got from them were always terrible, but, like, it was just, yeah. like, the, like, experience. It really was. And I remember there was also, like, little dinosaur, like, blow-up things or, like, eggs that would hatch when you put them in water or, like, foam things that would grow big. Oh, my God. Yes. I love those things. Even though they were kind of creepy when you took them out, especially if they were, like, not the foam kind but, like, the plastic kind and they, like, really felt, like, all weird and slimy. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Weird. Kids' toys are weird. I know. I hope people know what we're talking about, because, like, we're not being very descriptive. We're just, like, weird slimy thing you put in water and it expands. But, yeah. Yes. Um, and then, finally, what did you have for Harry? I had a pink flowery bath bomb from Lush that would, like, nice. turn your bath water, like, pink and purple swirls and glittery. Obviously glittery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had both bubble bath and bath bomb in rainbow colors. Yes. <laughs> so we were on the same line of thinking there. Harry's just like this little jubbly bubbly person. So he, I just feel like he definitely is like bath, bubble bath and like the colorful swirl pinky of a bath bomb exploding and fizzing and that just is him to me. And I, I feel like he uses, like, colorful bath bombs, too. I could totally see that. Because, like, he loves candles. So, like, yeah. I could see him, like, taking a bath with, like, candles surrounding him. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the dream. I need... I have a bathtub in my apartment that I need to, like, 
really bleached down because it's, <laughs> it's not great. And obviously, I'm not going to take a bath before like I wash it. But um, mm-hmm. I can never take baths in my like actual home at home because our well is about like two inches by two inches. So mm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like all my baths in my house are pretty gross, too. Like, I wouldn't want to sit in them. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of effort to clean, so. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so that wraps up our 1D as. Beautiful. And that was good timing. Now let's go into recommendation this week. Kara, what's your recommendation this week? Oh, God, I was going to get it up. Um. Okay, I'll go first, then. Okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, I have two recommendations. One's a bit of a story. So um, I'm at home and I drive, drove home from school, which is about an hour and a half. And I was mm-hmm. listening to some of my podcasts, but nearing the end of my drive, I had a 15 minute sort of thing left to do, like 15 minute drive left and mm-hmm. nothing to do. So I decided to shuffle my One Direction music and turn it on really loud and just oh. sing out loud to it. And like, I sort of told myself that I had to just sing all the lyrics in a way where, like, you obviously, well, I don't know about anyone else, but I don't know all the lyrics to all the One Direction <laughs> songs, <laughs> and, but I made myself sing through it to see, like, what I came up with when I sung, and it was just, I was, like, cracking up at myself, because, like, <laughs> half of it was gibberish words, and the other half, like, you throw in things like, walk a dog, like, because it sort yes. of rhymes, but, like, it's totally not what the words are. Um, and I just, like, really entertained myself. Plus, like, it, no one else was in the car, so, like, I was just singing with a terrible voice, and it was really awesome and fun. That sounds so fun. And I felt like it would be so funny to record myself, like, without <laughs> the music in the background, and then play oh. back what I was singing. And I feel like I'm gonna do that sometime, because it just would be hilarious to see, like, what words you come out with. Yes. Um, plus, like, sometimes you end up... Like, when you're pressured to sing the lyrics, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that I knew that lyric, and it came Mm. out correctly. So, that's my first recommendation. And my second one is to read the fic that I've recommended multiple times on the show and about a thousand times to Kara that she's I know, I'm the worst. Um, Which, because recently they came out with a new... um, uh, A new chapter to it. It's like this big huge fic that has many different stories to it. Um, not just chapters, but different parts of the story, and it's on Archive of Our Own. And it's when Harry's a witch, Louis a, um, a vampire, Niles a werewolf, uh, and Liam and Zane are also in it, but I don't want to give everything away, but it's incredible, and it's magical, and wonderful, and it makes me smile, and it's just got such an interesting plot, and awesome characters. Um, and it's called the whole series is called Domestic Monsters, um, and it's written by G, I think, underscore utter trash. Um, but you can look up Domestic Monsters AO3 or Archive of I Own or whatever and read it because if you're looking for like a magical, fall feeling, wonderful, smiley story, you should, everyone should go read it. I don't sure. know why I haven't read this because it's literally like nothing could be more up my alley than literally. this. Literally. <laughs> and I <literally laughs> don't understand what's my problem. I don't know, Kara. You need to. Especially God. like October coming around. Like yes. it's the perfect time. I'm so excited to put all my Halloween decorations up. I feel like I brought like a bunch to this apartment and now that it's like a smaller apartment it's so you you should go to target their dollar spot like when um when october comes around they have like really good stuff they might already have it like let's be real um or like in uh goodwill they have a Mm -hmm. lot of um halloween stuff 
a lot of the stuff I saw on um, Goodwill was actually kind of horrifying, though, so oh just God. be aware. They okay. always have so many clown things, oh. and, like, they're, like, little clown trinkets that you, like, know uh-huh. are probably haunted in some way. Right. Um, but, yeah, so just be wary of that. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to have to, because, like, I'm very excited to get into the spirit of the holidays with my own place now. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Um, my turn for recommendations. Um, I don't know if I've recommended, um, this artist on this show or not, but, like, honestly, whatever, because, uh, just go check her out again. Um, her name is Marianne Mariba. Um, I'm, I guess I should spell it M-A-R-I-A-N, and then Mariba is M-E-R-E-B-A. And she's on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, I think she's not very well known, but she, her voice is just so, so beautiful. I think I, like tweeted about her like um in the beginning of this summer and like said it was like sounded like a purple sunset or something and I stand by that because it just like it's so beautiful it sounds like a warm summer night um and just like so calming and um I was headed to my first like um my first class of the day today um and I was like pretty nervous so I just like had her like music on and it was just like very soothing um, and some of my favorite ones, I think my favorite song of hers is Go to London. It's so beautiful. Um, I also like Blue for Mr. Green and Rolling Stoner. Um, honestly, you can't go wrong with any of her uh, music, though. It's just so, so beautiful. Um, Wait, what's so, her name? Marian Mariba. Marian Mariba. Don't know yeah. her. Okay, sure I I've will... heard you recommend her and just I ignored mean, it. <laughs> I can always send it to you in case you want to check it out, perhaps. Okay, I'll check it's... it out when you read my fic. <laughs> oh my god, I know, we're the worst. I will never, like, one of these days. One of these at least days. we're on equal footing of never... I know, I'm glad. Like, at least recommends. We... Yeah, that's Hopefully so the true. listeners get something out of these recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, tweet of the week. Um, my tweet of the week this week is from at Harry, the Harry News, which I mentioned earlier. And they have a, it's just like an update about something, which is the jeans that Harry, I'm not sure, I think we mentioned them a long time ago. Harry donated some jeans that were then, um, hand painted on by Johnny Darr, who's an artist. And it's oh. for the fund Jeans for Refugee, um, for ref, yeah, hashtag Jeans for Refugees. Um, and I think it's supposed to be raising money for refugees. And they're actually being shown at New York Fashion Week, which is going oh, on wow. right now. Um, and the picture attached has a model wearing Harry's jeans and they have this like silvery, spirally, cool pattern on it, which looks awesome. Um, and the starting bid for the jeans is 459 pounds. <laughs> um, and I certainly cannot afford these. Um, and, but I'm sure they're going to go for a lot more than that. But I just wow. wanted to like mention how cool that is. The jeans look incredible. Um, and it's awesome that they're raising money for such a good cause and being shown at New York Fashion Week. Um, so if you happen to be like a trillionaire and you want to buy a pair of Harold's jeans, go for it. And if you do, um, hit us up and we'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chance is there. Um, but yeah, wow. what's your tweet of the week, Kara? My tweet is from today's 1D history, and it's from September 6th, and it's, um, uh, the tweet is, today, September 6th, in 2012, One Direction realized they've made it at the VMAs, and it's when they won, um, I don't really know what they're winning, actually. Some award at the VMAs, um, maybe it's Best Group or something, it must be a big award, because they're all super, super excited, and they're, like, uh-huh. jumping out of their seats, and just, like, you know, doing the, like, 
uh, excited fist thing. Um, and it's really cute. They're all, like, super, super excited. And I just, like, love seeing them all like this. And it just, it's crazy to think that was, like, 2012 because wow. it doesn't seem like, looking at this picture, it doesn't seem like that long ago because I remember it mm -hmm. so distinctly. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I really love this account, and I definitely recommend everyone go follow today's 1D History on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And then general feedback and suggestions for the show. Like we mentioned, we're looking to revamp the show, fresh ideas, somehow mix it up so that both we and you guys can get excited about it again. Um, so please send us in your suggestions or things you want us to talk about or news stories that you hear about that maybe we didn't mention. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 64 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talk underscore Direction. I'm going to be trying to do more regular polls up there that relate to the episodes mm. um, as something sort of new to add and talk about them as we go to get some more listener input into our shows. Um, and I think it's just fun to like have kooky questions about One Direction. Um, and then you can also follow us um, on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram, talk, talk Direction, where we put up like weird Talk Direction related things we see in our lives. Um, and you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a C. And you can also head over to www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your first free audiobook. We're going to be doing a Dan and Phil discussion at some point. I know we've mentioned a lot. Some point. We're going to do it. We promise. Um, it just takes a while to listen to the book and we have to plan and all that good stuff. Um, but you can get any audiobook you want um, from there. There's a lot of awesome ones that I've been listening to lately. So definitely go check that out. Um, you can also mm -hmm. rate and review us or subscribe on iTunes. And you can follow us on SoundCloud if that is more for you. I'm Caitlin. I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 65. Bye! Bye.